This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Well, I don't know if you're scoring at home, and if you are, well, enjoy your scoring. But uh, on this SNC Lavalin thing, it seems like every day there's a new dimension added to the story. Yesterday, we discussed that the ethics committee voted down the notion it's liberal dominated to uh, have Jody Wilson Raybould and Jane Philpot come and testify and uh, speak more of their truth. Uh, but now there's another wrinkle. Apparently, liberals or uh, anonymous sources have the liberals pivoting uh, in the narrative of why Jody Wilson-Raybould was on the outs with the prime minister. And apparently uh, they say it had to do with something back a couple of years ago when her recommendation as EAG was to have Glenn Joyelle, Justice uh, Joyelle, elevated from the Chief Justice of Manitoba's Court of Queen's Bench, Bench to be the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Interesting on that timeline, but apparently this has drawn a lot of outrage from uh, various groups, including the Manitoba Bar Association, whose president, Mark Taves, has joined us on the Oakley Show this afternoon. Mr. Taves, good to have you on board. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So tell me, I mean, the principal reason for your concern, consternation, or outrage? Pick one of the above. All of the above. Uh, There's a couple reasons for that. Uh, One, of course, is the breach of confidentiality, this leak that, in our view, completely undermines this entire selection process. And the other reason is the implications uh, that are quite disparaging to uh, Justice Joyelle, the Chief Justice of our Queen's Bench. In what sense? Well, the suggestion was made that due to some speech that he made, uh, that therefore some implication can be made that he would render rulings that would be uh, harmful to the LGBTQ community or to, um, or to a women's right to choose. And that leap is completely unfounded. Uh, there is absolutely no way that one could read into that. And, and quite frankly, it is absolutely appalling that that impl- impl- implication has been made against them. Well, maybe flesh it out a little more fully for those of us not in the know. What was the nature sure. of the speech specifically that might have drawn that interpretation? Yeah, well, the nature of the speech, he gave a speech that discussed uh, the balance between the judiciary and Parliament and gave a suggestion that perhaps it was a little bit imbalanced, uh, but to then take the leap from there that he would con- was anti-charter or anti-LGBTQ or, uh, or uh, anti-women's uh, rights is, is a leap that has absolutely no basis in reality. Uh, what he put forward was a very mainstream viewpoint uh, that many people share, but that doesn't automatically mean that, uh, that you're not prepared to, that you don't hold to these fundamental, what I would call Canadian values of protecting equality and individual rights and group rights, which Justice Joyelle has always defended. So that's his track record. Yes. Well, all right. And uh, what the intimation here seems to be that he's either a conservative or he understands that there's a separation and the legislative body does set policy, not act as judges. Exactly. And, and, and all judges fall within a certain range. Justice Joya has always shown a deep respect for the charter. He's not afraid to use the charter and he's not afraid to hold parliament accountable. He's done that before. But within amongst the judges, There'll be a range of activism. Uh, so continue on, because, I mean, this is the interesting logic behind this, that somehow he falls short in the expectation the prime minister might have of a chief justice who would uphold the charter. And you're saying he's always been one who's very adamant about the rights enshrined therein and thereof. So that's a dog that won't hunt. 
Absolutely. He is, he is, there's nothing in his track record that suggests that he doesn't have deep respect for the charter and the values that are enshrined in it. So, you know, again, various judges will walk between a spectrum within that as far as how much intervention uh, justices should have. But within that spectrum, he is very mainstream, and absolutely his track record is supportive of charter rights. Well, then, do you interpret what's being bandied about here, this narrative from anonymous sources, as a smear? It's become that. I don't know what the intention was from these sources, but ultimately what has, what has come as a result of this leak has effectively become a smear against Justice Joyelle. There appears to be some attempt of politicizing this entire matter, and um, they've put him in the middle of it quite undeservedly. Well, all right. Uh, help me out here. I mean, you're the one with the legal mind. Uh, could this be a pivot away from the SNC part of things and trying to maybe cast the prime minister as a champion of the charter, defending it, you know, in a virtuous way? And that's why Jody Wilson-Raybould was seen as unsuitable. But, but that's the logic or that the dots were supposed to connect from the so-called the, the narrative of the anonymous sources. Yeah, I, I don't want to speculate. Um, someone leaked. Someone thought there was some value that could come from it. I don't see what value that could possibly be, uh, but um, uh, and I don't want to really speculate beyond that. Now, as for Justice Joyelle himself, uh, I mean, it's laudatory that uh, somewhere uh, Jody Wilson-Raybo, the Attorney General, uh, wanted to see him elevated to the Supreme Court and perhaps as the Chief Justice, but uh, he turned down the appointment for very good reason, didn't he? Yes, and that's the other tragedy of this. Because this has all been exposed, he has been forced to reveal something of a deeply personal and uh, confidential nature. His wife is ill. Why should Justice Joyelle have had to uh, reveal this deeply personal element of his, of his life? Well, uh, yeah, without pursuing the actual reasons for it, I mean, that stands uh, as a very good reason. But the breach of the confidentiality, this is not the way it's supposed to be done. Any elevation to the Supreme Court, uh, the reasons for it and the vetting and everything else like that is it's unlike the American system where it's flushed out in the open. And, you know, everybody's uh, bringing haymakers to the to the dance. Uh, This is supposed to be done pretty much confidentially, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and it is exactly for those reasons that people become quite cynical of other systems. We do not want our system to be politicized. Uh, that, is, that is a view that is shared across the board, across the political spectrum. Uh, to, and in order to ensure that it doesn't become politicized, it is critical that it remains confidential. Well, do you think the prime minister or somebody within the party owes some kind of uh, apology to uh, Justice Joyal or uh, tries to, I don't know, ameliorate the situation, set things right? Absolutely. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I would be surprised if the leaker came forward and uh, was bold enough to do that. But uh, that individual absolutely has caused damage to him personally by forcing him to reveal deeply personal matters publicly and by giving even the suggestion that he holds values that are entirely inconsistent with uh, what he's known to hold and what his track record proves. Well, do you have any suspicion as to who that leaker might be or where they would come from? It has to be an internal operation, no? It, it would have to be internal, uh, but I, I can't speculate beyond that. All right. Uh, that would be the politic thing to say anyway. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you joining us, and uh, I think you know your outrage is warranted, certainly, uh, because it does lead to cynicism and such. Thanks so much for your time, Mr. Taves. Take care of that throat. Thank you very much. You got it. Mark Taves, again, is the president of the Manitoba Bar Association. Deeply concerned over these reports that uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould 
wanted to pick this Chief Justice of the Manitoba Court of Queen's Bench, uh, Mr. Joyell, as the head of the Supreme Court, and Justin Trudeau didn't see it in that light. Again, just to recap, because uh, the guy, according to the Prime Minister in this account, wasn't upholding the Charter of Rights, protecting the LGBTQ2 community and a woman's right to choose and so on and so forth, which, as our friend Mr. Tave said, was a load of hooey. Now you know. All right, well, the plot thickens. You know, the liberals <laughs> seem to be uh, trying to get out of the hole by digging deeper. They're like in quicksand now, and the more they thrash about, uh, the deeper they get in to their necks and beyond, which we'll have to wait and see how it's resolved. But there was, uh, I guess, Lisa Raitt, the leader, the deputy leader of the opposition yesterday on this show, suggesting that by next week, we should almost take bets, the over-under. Uh, do you think it'll be by midweek? Thursday, maybe Friday, that the caucus uh, will rise and turf Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott uh, rather than the prime minister directly doing the dirty deed. Uh, that'll be the coup de grace. But then how that plays out and the fallout from that will be very interesting. Canadians are now paying attention. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 